You've played the missions, but do you really know the lore? We are here to be your guides. Your guardians. This is Guardians of Lore. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night, Guardians. Welcome to Guardians of Lore. This is episode 138, recorded January 23rd, 2022. The topic for this episode is The Warlock Anor, Part 1. In case you couldn't tell already, I'm your host this time. I am Elamist. And I'm Orchid. Hello. Hey, Orchid. Hello. Hello. Uh, <laughs> we got some podcast info. We encourage feedback. That can be sent to us on Twitter at guardians underscore lore, at hey it's orchid, or at I underscore am underscore elemist. You can email us at guardians underscore lore at outlook.com. You can leave us a review wherever you find the podcast. And if you do, let us know about it. We like reading it. You could also jump into our Discord. The invite is down in the episode description, but if you just want to type it out, it's discord.gg slash lorehub. And finally, uh, we have a Ko-Fi. That is ko-fi.com slash guardians underscore lore. If you're feeling especially wealthy or just have a few dollars you'd like to check our way, we really appreciate it. Every cent helps. Thank you so much. We uh, need $15 a month to keep the podcast going. Uh, Elmas has been paying for it out of his own pocket since the beginning. And we would like to pay Rindle, uh to edit the podcast because he does a really excellent job. Yeah, he does. Yeah. So thank you um, to people who have already don- like donated. Thank you. Yeah, seriously. Thank you. What? Thanks so much. That's ridiculous. We really appreciate it and are floored by your generosity. Just to keep it very high level, uh, we had a very generous benefactor. Oh, a benefactor. <laughs> Let me get my <laughs> monocle out. Hold on. <laughs> and my top hat. Um, I already have my tea next to me. Let me get my pinky out too. <laughs> benefactor. Oh, my pinky was Ooh. already out when I said it. Oh, um, oh benefactor. Hmm. They decided to give us a lot of help. And we are actually going to be using that towards uh, some new equipment. So seriously, thank you. Thank you. It's seriously from the bottom of our heart. Thank you so much. And getting us back on track. You can also find mm-hmm. our info on thelorenetwork.com alongside many impressive lore content creators. We're still there. There it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so this week at Guardians of Lore, Twoggle. Yep. Leveling matters. Does it though? In the end, does it really matter? I'll, I'll get to my feelings on it later. But oh, okay. for now, Bungie clarified some terms. Uh, they were talking about, you know, the, the power level floor, the soft cap, power cap, pinnacle cap. Essentially, the floor is going to be where everybody starts when Witch Queen drops. Everybody is boosted to 1350 so they can immediately jump into the content. 1500 is the soft cap, which is that that's essentially where blues stop helping and they'll stop dropping from playlist activities. 1550 is the power cap, and that's where powerful drops stop giving you levels. Powerful drops 
might still be beneficial in the the pinnacle cap area but for the most part you're not going to be getting levels by doing powerfuls pinnacle cap is essentially the last 10 levels that you can only get from pinnacle drops orchid and i were talking before the actual recording and i have a small rant about the powerful and pinnacle grind if it was one or the other i would be perfectly fine with it but the fact is they have both and half the time pinnacle only feels like it's necessary for people who want to do gms not even other end game content just gms my my problem is is that like why do we need both there why is why do both exist like powerful and pinnacles we only need one or the other that's I, I, right that's my thing i don't want to have to sit there and figure out which one is which at a moment's notice but that's because apparently i can't read so <laughs> it's fine it's fine and and i mean for me personally like I am just speaking about myself and a few other people that I actually know who do the pinnacle grind. It only really matters for the first like month. And then it only ever matters each season after that because the pinnacle is the only thing that's bumped up. So like going from season to season, I can understand that. And when a new season comes, the old pinnacle cap becomes the new powerful cap. So powerfuls help you get there. Pinnacles help you get there quicker. So like I I understand them doing that between the seasons. But at this point, like I, I mentioned it to Orchid, like currently with the way the game is sitting in its current state, you can knock 1300 power levels off of every character, every player. Nobody would feel it. Yeah, they really would. So but, I, why we keep increasing the number is beyond me. I don't know. We could just drop it to zero. I'd be okay with that, too. Considering when Witch Queen comes out. That's not going to matter. Well, like when Witch Queen comes out, like any new lights are going to be able to start at 1350, which is where I currently have grinded to. I'm happy that they're starting at 1350 because I don't want people to feel alienated when they start the game. Right. Don't get that construed that, you know, I'm angry that they're getting to be as powerful as I am. No, no, no. It's simply like, why don't they start at zero? We start at zero when the new expansion comes out. We just bump ourselves up, like, at this point, 210 levels. Because that's all we're getting with, with Witch Queen. It's, remember when we used to have to grind actual levels and everyone had, like, level 40 above their name? Yeah. Or level 20 above their name for the longest time? And we all realized that levels didn't matter in game. So it was all just about power levels at that point. And then we realized that like power levels didn't matter because it was all about your artifact level. Because then we realized, you know what? Artifact level really doesn't matter unless you're doing <laughs> GMs. But if you're doing GMs, artifact level doesn't matter because you're artifact. You're like artificially dropped to a certain level anyway, because that's the point of a GM. The The only reason... We covered it last week, I think. The only reason the artifact level matters at all is because of those mods. So the only reason to grind is to unlock all the mods. And now that you can actually unlock all of your mods, that's the only reason it's going to matter. 
But do you know what people are going to do? Like PC people, at least the ones who cheat are just going to like set themselves up to macro cheat like in the thrall way. Yep. And so they're going to be you know level a thousand after the first week and they're going to have all the mods unlocked. Yeah. So they'll be absolutely ready for, you know, day one raid. Yeah. Which is super depressing. Yeah. But I mean, like, what are you going to do? Anyways, on a more brighter note, with the release of Witch Queen, Mm -hmm. the following currencies are getting deprecated, meaning you will no longer be able to turn them in. They are going to be useless. And that list is gunsmith materials, mod components, and gunsmith telemetries. I can't tell you the last time I've actually put in a gunsmith telemetry. Nope. I think I delete mine all the time. I do. I, I do the exact same now for like I straight up just delete them now for like gunsmith material. I have like three full stacks and half a stack or three quarters of a stack, something like that. And that was primarily because whenever anything got tossed into the, the loot pool or whenever some kind of meta changed, I'd sit there with the gunsmith material and cash them in trying to get the one that I wanted. Mm hmm. I, yeah, I only have two stacks of gunsmith materials right now because I delete whenever I get 9,999, I just delete it (laughs) because unlike the rest of you chuckle fucks, I don't save my stuff. I just delete it. Everyone except for everything in your vault. Oh my God. My vault is so full. I'm at 476 (laughs) right now. I need to delete my stuff. Sassy was supposed to help me and he's been so busy with tennis. He's not been able to help me delete my stuff. He's supposed to help me go through all my roles so I can delete things. <laughs> mm. I know that I've still got a few weapons that have been sunset, but I just I can't bring myself to delete them like perfect paradox or patron of lost causes. Redrix's broadsword like I just I'm only saving guns that make me happy. Yeah. Everything in my vault sparks joy. <laughs> Mountaintop. Oh, fuck. Recluse. Revoker. Wavoka. Wavoka. Mountaintop. <laughs> Wavoka. Darkest before. All those. You started out uwu, and then you transitioned into, I think, Jersey? <laughs> no. Darkest before. That's still uwu. Or Boston? <laughs> no. Boston. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm in Boston forever. Luna's howl too. I'm not going to delete that. I work too hard for that gun. Yeah. Also, really good kindled orchid. Not deleting that. Can't make me. Also, really good Tatara gaze. It's a really good gun. You can't delete your namesake, like. No, absolutely not. <laughs> but there, there are certain guns I'm not going to delete. But yeah, gunsmith materials. I don't understand the point of them. I know a lot of people are turning them in so they can get like the shards. Yep. And stuff. I'm like, I just can't be bothered. Well, at this point, like, I'll be doing it just so that I can get shards and enhancement cores. My time is worth more than that. Than in-game materials. I have too much to do. Like, I'm really glad you guys have less to do with your time. It's it's more like I'm going to put a show on that I want to watch, and I'm just going to sit there and click the button for as long as I I need to, and then run to the postmaster whenever I need to clear it out. I did that for Crucible tokens when I had all those Crucible tokens. And like, I will not do that to myself again. 
Absolutely not. Like, I can't. I can't. Oh, my God. I can't, guys. I can't. I can't do it. I can't. I would rather die. I'm just going to delete them. I can't. Oh, my God. But you know what you're not going to have to worry about deleting soon? What? 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 Blues that drop from playlist activities. Because when you reach the soft cap, they'll stop dropping. Yay! I'm so happy. Unfortunately, that doesn't stop blues from dropping from enemies or chests. So when everybody looked at at what Bungie said and they were like, oh my God, that's the solution. No, it's it's part of the solution. They're tricking us. (laughs) They're tricking us. Debated. Well, no, like they they came out and said, you know, hey, this is only a stopgap. Like this is part of a solution. And then Rahul is taking over Spider's job for material exchange. He'll also be offering glow sticks and golf balls for the same exact prices as Ada and Banshee. And you can also decrypt basic umbral engrams with him. I'm so happy we don't have to go back to the helm for stuff like that. Right. Because I cannot tell you the number of times I just want to get rid of them. And I don't want to, like, focus them into anything. I just want to, like, put them in the yum-yum machine and make them go away. (laughs) Put them in the yum-yum machine. The fact that they don't say yum-yum anymore. Like, (laughs) I've told my my friends who work there this. I'm like, this is the biggest disappointment that ever happened, like, since the umbral engram machine, like, came around. It doesn't say yum-yum-yum anymore. (laughs) And they're like, that's the thing you're upset about? I'm like, yes, you have no idea. (laughs) I'm I'm upset about... I'm upset about the dumbest shit in this game. Maybe if it said yum-yum every time, like, I'd, I'd actually go deal with them. Um, I have made Rindle say yum 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 when I put the umbrella in before. <laughs> He's like, why are you doing this to me? I'm like, just say say the words. Hey Rindle, the solution here is to record yourself and say it. Like right now. Okay, so hold on. What is it you want me to do? So I the line is just yum, 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 yum. Why the hell is that the line? So Orchid can decrypt umbral and... Okay, let's let's go for it. <clears throat> Take one. Yum, 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 yum. Wait, what's... What? Oh, it's oh, it's for drifters. Okay, got it. <clears throat> hey there, Orchid. Bring me by any more of those tasty umbral engrams. Toss them all in here, and I'll decrypt as many as you like. Yum 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 yum. Say it so I can put it on <laughs> my soundboard, and I can just say it whenever I want. <laughs> This is my favorite thing when that came out the first time. But yeah, there's too many. So I'm really happy we don't have to keep going back to the helm for that. I mean, honestly, the helm is like the better tower. Let's be real. It is. But it it doesn't have any of the vendors that I need to talk to. So it's like. Right. Exactly. I head to the helm and then I got to head to the tower to go deal with shit and then get to whatever I want to get to. 
Or do what I really do, and that's just delete umbral engrams and not even like turn them into weapons. I just delete umbrals. I'm like, fuck you, umbrals, delete. I've caught myself doing that a few times just because I ran caught out of space. Yourself. I just delete them. I don't even catch myself. I'm just like, uh, there's too many of them. Delete, delete, delete. And then I end up with like full prime engrams because I've deleted so many umbral engrams. I've run out of space for everything. Now, Bungie, do not construe this. This is not us ranting that you're giving us too much shit. No, I like the fact that you're giving us a lot of things. Please continue that. Thank you. <laughs> right. I just want to make that 100% clear. We are not ranting that you're giving us too much. <laughs> Please continue to give us lots of things. I like getting lots of things. I just am really sad it doesn't say yum, yum, yum when I put it in uh, Drifter's <laughs> trash can. <laughs> That's it. Oh, man. What if they added a quest just to add the Drifter's voice lines to that thing? I would do that quest so hard. <laughs> I would stay up all night and all day just to finish that quest. I would skip work. You don't understand. <laughs> that would be the most important quest in my entire life. I feel like this quest has to be done right now. Killing Oryx? No, 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 no. Nope. Killing Savathun? No. Drifter voice lines? Yes. Drifter's trash can quest? Most important. Let's do it right now. <laughs> this has to be done. Most important. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, something that's actually happening, they're adding Hawkmoon and Dead Man's Tale to Zer's inventory each weekend, yep. which I think is kind of cool. Uh, it's going to be a specific role, though, so uh, keep checking each weekend if there is a, a curated role that you want. I'm assuming everyone's kind of found the roles that they want by now, but this is for people who didn't have a chance to run Hawkmoon and Dead Man's Tale a bunch like the rest of us. Right. Or people um, who are just starting out. Or people who have photosensitive epilepsy and can't run presage all the time like everyone else, uh, like me. So yep. maybe you only have like one Dead Man's Tale and weren't able to get good rolls on it. But uh, so Zerb will have those weapons. Uh, you can go check his inventory each weekend and it's going to be very costly to buy them just so you know. Like, it's going to be stupid costly to buy them. Yeah, like, didn't it say that it was going to require, like... It's like it's like a golf ball and, like, one of those hexagon things. And, oh, my God, it's going to be, like, fucking stupid to buy it. But, which I don't understand why it's going to be so expensive. Where is the actual amount? I, 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 the only thing I can think of is just because that's the only way to get those weapons now it's gonna be one ascendant shard one exotic cypher 125,000 glimmer and 200 legendary shards the fuck it's gonna cost you half your glimmer it costs oh what and 200 legendary shards you can buy things for less from the exotic kiosk and and the only reason they didn't move these exotics into the exotic kiosk is because they wanted to retain the random roll aspect of them. Yep. Also, the catalysts for Hawkmoon, Dead Man's Tale, Agar Scepter, uh, Outbreak Perfected, Whisper of the Worm, and Fourth Horseman will be dumped into any playlist activity. So Vanguard Operations, which is Strikes and Battlegrounds, 
Crucible, or Gambit. Took them long enough. You still need to own the thing in order for it to drop the catalyst. Yep. So if you don't have Agar Scepter yet, um, go do that quest. You need to do that in order to get the catalyst for it. If you don't, if you have Outbreak or you have Whisper and you never got the catalysts for those, it's getting the catalyst was kind of a pain in the ass. It was. Then now you can get the catalyst. Yep. Considering like to get the catalyst for Whisper, you had to, I think you just had to do it on Heroic, didn't you? You had to do it essentially three weeks in a row because you had to do it on each burn. And that's how you finish the catalyst. And now that it's no longer in the game, I'm, I think it's actually just go get kills with it. Yeah. I don't know. Outbreak was really annoying, but it was a lot of fun. I loved Zero Hour. I love Zero Hour so much. I loved both those missions. Like, I love both. Oh my gosh. They were so fun. Whisper was where Sam and I became like best friends. Um, so yeah, uh, you can go get all those, uh, just doing stuff, go do stuff and you can go get catalysts. That's the best way to go get catalysts now. Instead of, you know, having to do them the <laughs> correct way, you can just get them from doing normal shit. She says bitterly. <laughs> Can't taste the salt from here. Uh, so the, nope. the witch queen raid is going to be released March 5th. 2022 at 10 a.m pacific are you excited i am i'm starting i'm so excited i'm starting to try and get my team together for it like i'm i'm excited i want to get a team together i had a lot of fun last time we we were up way too late i think we played for like 18 hours or something i played for trying to get through it damn near the full 24 hours yeah it was it was rough. Do you have any suggestions for people who want to try doing day one raid? Uh, get as high of a level as you can. I suspect that the raid is going to be at fifteen forty, and that's in the final room. Mm-hmm. Um, so you'll want to be like fifteen twenty, fifteen thirty going in, and that's just to be comfortable. Mm-hmm. That's that's to absolutely not get shredded. Because there's still going to be contest. Dealing with contest is going to be the major thing. Figuring out, oh, I go down to two shots from that goblin there. I need to start playing a little more passive. Contest mode is no joke. <laughs> like You get ganked by the dumbest shit. Like you trip yep. on a rock and you're dead. <laughs> <laughs> like if, if you want to feel that kind of... of you know, how hard things are going to hit, go into Master Vog with less than a plus 21 in your artifact. You're getting two shot by goblins. You're getting, you know, it, it, it's, you're going to have a bad time, but it gives you an idea of, oh, this is how hard contest is going to be. Or go run a GM. GMs run contest all the time. It's just, it's minus 25 instead of minus 15, I think is what, raid contest is it's pretty similar yeah um also for other things i suggest like have snacks nearby cut up fruit ahead of time like have goldfish like i always have like a bowl of goldfish next to me oh yeah all the real life stuff (laughs) real life stuff i have like 
a couple liters of water or in like one thing of like coconut water if you can afford it. Make sure you take breaks. Yes, I was about to say that. And stand. Like make sure you stand and like walk yes. around for a minute and like stretch and make sure you like twist your wrists and stretch them out in your fingers. Yes. Like and if you're streaming, like make sure your chat is doing that too. Have everybody do it because they're sitting and watching you. So you just need to really make sure that everyone is taking care of themselves because like raid day is a lot of fun if you're drinking because a lot of people do day one raid race and they decide that they're going to drink, which I mean, like, okay, <laughs> that's your choice. But I mean, like, you're going to be blitzed by the second room <laughs> because it's long. Yeah. So just, you know, drink water, pace yourself, get a lot of sleep the night before if you can. If you get headaches or you're photosensitive like me, make sure you have your medication nearby. Uh, if you have blue light lenses, glasses that you can wear to keep the glare down, those really help. Or you can change uh, the lighting, the lighting setting on your screen. That really helps. Um, because it's staring at a screen for 24 hours is really rough. You will be completely and utterly drained the next day. Like, don't plan yep. on doing anything on Sunday. You're not going to want to look at a screen or talk to anybody or do anything. Unless you're scheduled to record audio. Uh, unless you're scheduled <laughs> to. I was I was on two podcasts that day. <laughs> the day after I was on. Planet Destiny and ours. <laughs> and the time before that, I I literally got 30 minutes of sleep and got up to record. Yeah. No, before, after Vogue, I was on Planet Destiny, like, right after <laughs> I wanted to die. <laughs> oh. But make sure you eat. Like, seriously, yeah. make sure you eat. Because you're going to forget. Do not neglect yourself. Don't neglect yourself. Make sure you eat. Make sure you stretch. Make sure you stand. Make sure everyone also like your chat will take care of you because they'll see that you haven't in a while. If you have to set timers in your own chat for yourself. I still have one in my chat that tells me to hydrate like every hour. Like and that was from doing Vogue. <laughs> because like I would forget to just drink water. Yeah. But if you have to set something, like set timers on your phone, set timers in your chat, just take care of yourself. That's kind of like my biggest like real life thing. If you have like if you get headaches, take medication. Don't neglect it just because you think you're being badass. Like, you know, take care of yourself. And and see, like, I'm such a nerd that the real life aspect didn't even occur to me. So I'm talking like prepping in game. <laughs> No, that's important, too. Like, in-game prep is important. Like, like, you know, understanding how things are going to hit you hard. You know, try and, and get some, some artifact mods so that you understand what you, you actually want to use. Create some builds. Learn what weapons you want to use. Protective light. Right. Use protective light. Seriously. Just use it. It'll keep you alive. Just use it. <laughs> You'd be dumb not to. Like <laughs> everyone's gonna use it. At at this point, like 
it's just more about finding out what weapons you're good with in whatever sandbox it is. Mm-hmm. Make sure you have a variety and not just, you know, oh, yeah, I have a hand cannon, an auto rifle and an SMG. Make sure there's different element types as well, because you never know what you're going to face up against. Yeah. I mean, just just take take a bunch of stuff. If you have a hunter that you're not using, like just clear out the backpack and put all the guns that you think you might need on other characters in dim. So they're within easy reach. Like I used my Titan for that. I cleared out my Titan stuff and I put all of the stuff I thought I might need on my other characters so I could easily see it in dim. So I didn't have to go searching for it. Essentially, it's your backup storage. Yeah. So I wouldn't have to go looking for it in dim. I could easily see like where all of the guns that I thought I might need. And, yeah. And the thing that, that people don't even stop and, and realize is that along the way, every encounter or every secret chest that you find, you're going to get some stuff that you can use. Yeah. Don't be afraid to change your build up. And if you need to stop and change builds, like every, there are probably other people with you that'll do the same. Yep. That's okay. Like, take your time. It's not a, I mean, it is a race, but you're probably not going to be the ones racing. So, yeah, just have fun. I primarily just want to get the day one completion. Yeah. I'm not looking for day one, you know, the the first completion. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not glad. I'm not, I just want to finish it. Right. (laughs) I'm not trying to be first. (laughs) And some of what people are doing now to prep for it is they are hoarding bounties. But everybody needs to beware on that. Mm-hmm. Iron Banner bounties will drop at season 15 caps. So 1330. But uh, your 1350 stuff is where everyone's going to be when the season starts. Correct. Seasonal bounties are going to be removed. So season of the hunt, chosen, splicer, lost. Tangled Shore bounties are going to be removed because the Tangled Shore will no longer be a thing. Mm-hmm. And some daily bounties from general activities or destinations may be removed depending on objective or reward balancing. The two vendors that they called out were Drifter and Gunsmith. A while ago, they talked about that they were going to retool a bit of Gambit. They mentioned it like briefly, and I don't remember where, but I remember hearing that they were going to redo Gambit a little bit. So, right. We talked about that on Gambit Prime. Gambit, Gambit, Premiere, Gambit, Gambit 4.0 it would be at this point. It was Gambit Fresh. Gambit Fresh. Gambit Fresh. Only the freshest ingredients. <sighs> oh, only the freshest roadkill for the drifter. <laughs> so now, like, I, I'm going to be upfront about it. I am one of those bounty hoarders. Yeah, I know you are. Because... I I want to get those artifact mods. That is going to be my biggest goal for day one raiding. Anything that drops loot, it's just going to be dismantled no matter what. Mm-hmm. I'm in it for the experience points. So that is, oh. that's actually something that I've been doing this past week. I spent one day on my Warlock, like not even a full day either. It was maybe five or six hours. And I ended up with... 50 bounties done. And then I spent some time on my hunter. I've got, I want to say 30. And I haven't touched my Titan yet. Mm -hmm. And all of that was actually after 
I did a solo flawless of Shattered Throne. Oh, congratulations. First try. That's amazing. I jumped in with my warlock and I was like, okay, you know what? I'm just going to keep going until I fail. And then, you know, I'm going to go help my friend with whatever activity they, they need. And the friend, you know, 2K jumped into the party and she was like, all right, so, you know, let me know when you're free. And I told her, as soon as I die, I'll, I'll leave Shattered Throne and I'll, I'll help you because I'm doing a solo flawless run. And she's like, oh, so when you're done with it, got it. When you've completed it. Come to find out, she was right. Oh, but man, it got so hairy during the duel in Karu fight. Like, that's a, that's a hard fight to do. It, it wasn't too difficult. It was just, I had switched away from certain things too late. So I couldn't go back to farm for, for ammo. Mm-hmm. So I went in with, God, I, I think it was a hand cannon, a scout, and sleeper wow and like i took care of the three knights as soon as i could i went over to one of the stairs popped a rift and i'm sleepering you know i'm, I'm hitting dueling karu with sleeper it took two magazines and she was down wow um but the entire time i forgot about the scions so i'm sitting there shooting her getting slapped and i'm just strafing in my rift (laughs) like i would have loved to have had a camera on me during that time because it would have been hilarious but at the time like my heart was pounding i was sweating a little bit because an hour and a half and i was there (laughs) wow i almost died once during that fight and I I just, I strafed well enough that the Scion couldn't hit me a second time. I'm primarily using the bounties to actually just engage with the game during the downtime. It's giving me something to do. What about you? What have I been doing lately? Yeah. I guess in terms of bounty hoarding, I'm super against bounty hoarding. I actually, like, I really don't like the entire idea of bounty hoarding. I think everyone should start at the same level and all bounties should be wiped at the beginning of the season. Like, I think they should all be cleared from people's inventories and no one should have any bounties. I'm super against people having them at the beginning. Like, that's my hot, hot take. I don't think people should have them. And, like, I can understand and respect the stance. The stance is that when people start the game in the beginning of the year, everyone should start on the same level. And people who decide to spend their time hoarding shit from the past season and then new players who are coming in or people who you know don't want to spend all of their waking hours killing 20 vandals and then holding on to a bounty for it just so they can have that extra you know 200 xp at the beginning of the season like i'm sorry no at the same time like in the season pass like you can just buy season pass like things also if you want to unlock your season pass too. I I don't agree with that. I don't think you should be able to hoard bounties. I don't like any of it. Wipe all bounties at the beginning of the season. Just just don't have them. I I can understand the stance. Yeah. My stance is everyone should should have zero bounties. Yeah. Like I said, I I can understand the stance. I don't 
agree with it, but I can yeah. I can understand it. No, I think it should be if you know when the raid is, push the raid probably a month from when the season starts instead of having it, what, two weeks from when the season starts? Yeah. So people actually have time to play and get their level up without having to you know, lose sleep because that's what that is. Like they encourage bounty hoarding and they encourage people to miss work and they encourage people to grind, 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 grind and play the game like that. Like they're encouraging that kind of behavior. And then they're like, oh, wait, why are people so upset? And why are people grinding so much? We don't understand. I'm like, yes, you do. You're doing this. You 100% understand that you're doing this. You're encouraging this bad behavior. Like, don't come to me. And be like, oh, Pikachu, like a surprise Pikachu face. Like, no, <laughs> fuck you. Surprise Pikachu face. Yeah. Like, oh, we're so surprised. Like, no, you're not. <laughs> you're not surprised at all. Like, get off. <laughs> like, they're not surprised. Like, they're happy. They're happy people are grinding because it gets their numbers up in the game. Yeah. It gets the numbers up. It gets people talking about it. Like they do this on purpose for marketing. This is how they get the game to be like number one for the first couple of weeks or for how long the metric needs to be to have the game be number one. Yeah. I don't know how long the them. I don't know how long the metric needs to be. But this is how you get the game to be like. Oh, the game sat at number one for X amount of time and this number of people sat in the game for this long and it's because you encourage people to grind for this long and to then have this big day one raid race, which is all anyone's going to talk about anywhere. Yeah. Like they do this every single time and they know it like absolutely destroys their players physically destroys them, but they do it every single time because it's good for them. And like, I get caught up in it. Everybody does. Yep. Like I hate the practice, but what are you going to do? That's part of it. Yeah. No, oh, cynical orchid is out today. I didn't know that. So, so Jesus Christ. Ranting aside, what have you been up to this past week? <laughs> Playing Halo. You know, that game I play. <laughs> <laughs> um, they have attrition is out in Halo this week. They have a new event happening right now, and it's all of these techno pop colors. And so it's all like, you know, that neon pink and neon teal season of the spice. So, you know, it's it's season of the orchid. I don't know what you're talking about. And um, <laughs> <laughs> so my my cat ear um, Spartan looks very good. Oh, God. My cat ear tit bear um, Spartan looks the best right now. I'm so obnoxious. It's the greatest. <laughs> I I didn't need to play a game with you to realize you were obnoxious. <laughs> Thanks. No problem. Um, yeah, people get so mad when I come and like and you know kick them in the face essentially, and you know I have like the bear attached to me. I have like a little stuffed bear attached to the front of my Spartan, and I have the cat ears, and then I'm black with neon teal and neon pink, and I have like a neon pink faceplate. Did I mention the cat ears? <laughs> and all of my guns are like neon colors. 
and all of the charms on my guns are all like cats or bacon because that's funny and Wait, did you mention that you have cat ears <laughs> it's cat ears yeah that's like the single greatest thing that 343 could have ever put into the game are cat ears bungee cat ears when i will pay 20 dollars for cat ears to be put on my helmet in destiny you don't seem to understand i know God. you gave us like a cat face i just want cat ears <laughs> like cute cat ears that's all i want and like a maid <laughs> outfit so i could run around looking like a cat ear like maid girl oh god like when you put that in the game i will not ever wear anything else i will only wear that for like the rest of my time in destiny dear god that's all i it's all i want it's what i want for the rest of my life every day we stray further from the traveler's light <laughs> i was never in the traveler's light <laughs> that's apparent um <laughs> that's <laughs> uh, because i'm with my sweet meats God. but yeah i've been playing a lot of attrition in halo attrition is kind of like trials and kind of like comp if you put the two of them together and they had a weird baby and and why do you say that so you have a certain number of lives that you start out with you have i think it's seven lives i'm not entirely certain once you have run out of lives your little ghost or whatever you want to call it is sitting there. I call it a ghost because I play Destiny. Right. <laughs> Unfortunately, all the people I play with also play Destiny. So we use Destiny terms when we're playing Halo. Right. And then we end up play using a kind of a mixture of Destiny and Halo terms when we're playing Destiny. So I was playing Control with one of my friends that I play Halo with the other night. And... I was I was like, oh, God, where'd you die? He's like, I don't know, but there's two guys on my ex. I mean, my ghost. I mean, I'm on B. <laughs> I'm like, fuck. <laughs> like, what game are we playing? <laughs> it's not good. I mean, I like don't even aim half my guns anymore because it's just Halo. You don't you fire from the hip. You don't aim like there's no ADS. So. <laughs> yeah. Oh, jeez. Yeah. But yeah, so you can res people at the end. There's there's more teamwork. I really like the game mode a lot. A lot of people don't like the game mode, but I'm having a lot of fun with it. Okay. But I also really like Halo, so I don't know. I'm in, I also really like Trials and I really like Comp and I like those games modes. Those games modes. I like those game modes a lot and a lot of people that don't like it, I don't think like those game modes in Destiny. That's fair. So that could be why. But I played with my friend Rindle. I played with Rindle. I was going to say my friend Rindle. We all know Rindle. I played with Rindle last night and um, <laughs> our friend Mike. So we had a good time. We played really late, too. We were up way too late. It was fun. Yeah. Like, my one big complaint about Halo multiplayer is that... When they have activities like this, the, a lot of them are like all the stuff that you need to do to progress your your like seasonal pass to get all the seasonal stuff for like this activity. It's all interspersed with your normal activities that you have to do. So you have to jump out of the game mode that you want to play. That's the limited time game mode and go do like the normal shit. And then jump back into the fun limited time game mode. Mm -hmm. And so 
because like you've run out of like you've run out of things to do in it and i don't like that if it's limited time let us play the thing you know yeah it seems like a waste like it's only here for like two weeks destiny has that problem too yeah i mean we saw that with the the haunted forest um yeah back in 2020 we saw that with the haunted lost sectors last year Mm -hmm. they give us an actual activity for a specific time and they're like oh but we want you to grind everything else that you've been grinding for the last year sure sure We'll, we'll True. Mm-hmm. Yep, exactly. Anyway, uh, this toggle's mm-hmm. been running long, so let's just keep moving on with yep. a Lore Network ad. Ooh. The Lore Network. Since the dawn of time, there have been storytellers who teach through their stories. These myths give rise to fundamental truths, and these truths shape our collective experience. Yet these myths are not something of the past, and today they engage us more fully in the story itself. Video games allow us to live the lives of our favorite myths. My name is Blue Crew 86 host of Focus Fire Chat, and I want to invite you to explore our modern-day myths with us. Join with us as we explore the stories, the mythologies of the Destiny franchise, as well as other games. Let's explore together. such good it was nice yeah it was very lovely wasn't it it was pleasant to my earballs uh earballs again oh we got rid of those why haven't you called a doctor yet doctor yeah don't understand the question that's because you have balls in your ears moving on brief intro to Mm -hmm. the topic the entries message from anor one through message from Anor 5, were all given to us in our postmaster leading up to Season of the Drifter. The rest could only be unlocked by siding with the Vanguard in the Allegiance quest. As of Beyond Light, this lore book is available to all players. Um, this is the most important thing. Who did you side with? For my main, I sided with the Drifter. Really? I didn't like the fact that Anor said that she spoke for the Vanguard, you know, we were either siding with the Vanguard or siding with the Drifter, and it was really, we were siding with Anor or the Drifter. True. I didn't like that fact, so I chose the Drifter. That's true. I didn't think of that. Um, I sided with Anor for my Warlock. For my Hunter, I sided with the Drifter. Yeah, like with one of my other characters, I did the Anor side just to get the lore book. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I thought it was uh, very funny that you could side with one or the other. The only thing that annoyed me was that the decision didn't really matter. Like, Yeah, it really didn't. Like there was no grand anything at the end that made your decision matter. Yeah. The only thing that came from it was Drifter saying, you know, you know, calling you a rat because you sided against him. Even if you didn't on that character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Elemist, I think the term that you're looking for there is snitch. And don't think that I've forgotten about what you've done. Still, 
and of a healthy respect of Ikora's big-ass shotgun. I'll let it slide. For now. But yeah, I was called, I think I was called a rat for two years or something. <laughs> I don't think he calls you that anymore or traitors, whatever. No, he, he doesn't. Yeah. But yeah, for the longest time, I was called a rat. <laughs> my warlock. I thought it was funny. I'm main Titan. I sided with him. And the moment I sided with Anor on like my warlock, mm-hmm. my Titan was being called a rat. And I'm like, but, but what? Oh no, really? That sucks. Right. Oh man. It was it was buggy. It was... Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, I was a rat forever on my warlock. But my hunter was cool. My hunter was was in with the cool crowd. I'm gonna read this lore book now. Sounds good. Mm-hmm. This is message from Anor One. Cormorant level encrypted message follows. Audio unavailable. My name is Anor. I serve the hidden in the Warlock Praxic Order. You and I have never met, but I hold you in high regard. You've accomplished wonders for the city, and humanity owes you a debt it cannot repay. A marvel for one so young. But, in true Guardian fashion, nothing you did for the city came from generosity. I think you want what everyone with power wants. More. The man called Drifter knows this. The man has done what past influencers could not. Manipulate guardians into dabbling with the dark. And yet, the vanguard stands by in silence. The commanders of Allah and Ikora Ray know who he is and everything he stands for. They still let him bring his gambit into the system. What's more, they have forbidden the Praxic Order from interfering. It's against everything the Praxics stand for. We won't abide it. We're looking into its activities, building a case against him even the Vanguard can't ignore. Do me a favor. From one guardian of the city to another, you're free to keep your business with him. Just give me the chance to convince you the Drifters not to be trusted. At least here, she she makes it sound like, you know, you're siding with the Praxic Order rather than the Vanguard. Right. At the time this was released, we didn't really know a lot about the Drifter. We really didn't. We knew He sounds very shady here. Right. We knew everything because of, you know, a Drifter's Gambit and because of different lore tabs that we had read about him clearing spaces for for gambit or and whatever and we knew he had ties to the shadows of yore but that was it we had no clue about anything else so she's trying to win us over to her side to investigate the drifter she's very shady yeah obviously i honestly was totally on her side after reading this uh, first entry because I was like, oh, well, she stands for, you know, apparently justice. She knows that he's shady and I think he's shady. So I'll, we're best friends now. <laughs> Obviously. 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 Also, she's a warlock. 
that <laughs> likes to set stuff on fire. And I'm a warlock that likes to set stuff on fire. <laughs> Best friends. And and the Praxic Order essentially is is set up to investigate and keep dark relics from the general public. We were first introduced to Anor through one of the web lore leading up to the season where she's essentially investigating Cade's death because his death was caused by a thorn bullet. Like that's what killed Sundance. And it so it's at this point that I think she suspects that it was the drifter that gave the barons the bullet. And that's why she's investigating him. Mm-hmm. So um, her full name is Anor Mahal. And she's a warlock and a member of the Praxic Order. Um, she's also secretly a member of the Hidden in service to Ikora Ray. Not so secret considering yep. that was like in her introduction to us. Yep. <laughs> also, I do have to okay. say one thing. Yeah. I don't think that I don't think being in the hidden is like a secret at all. Ever. I think everyone knows who all of the hidden are. <laughs> at this point, I think it's more of like they're told to keep it secret. But they just blab to everybody anyway. It's the tower, like, infosec. Like, oh, we keep coming back to that. God, like, keep your shit in, like, a <laughs> locked drawer at least. Like, stop leaving it on countertops and don't tell Glint about it. <laughs> like, for Pete's sake. Right? Yeah. Okay. Oh, and it's one just... last thing I wanted to cover. Oh, Yeah. It was actually Anor that re- released the leaked documents in the stolen intelligence lore book. No, it was? Anor, mm-hmm. are you kidding me? She wanted to grab the Vanguard's attention somehow. Ugh, of course she did. Okay. All right. Now you can keep reading. Sorry. All right. And this is Message from Anor 2. Cormorant level encrypted message follows. Audio unavailable. Since its inception, the Vanguard has served as the city's greatest deterrent against total annihilation of humankind. And for an age, it succeeded without question. But today's Vanguard has never faced a threat like the Drifter. This man with no name and no verified history in the city's files has brought an ideological war to our doorstep. He's a greater threat than any hive god or vex mind because I can't walk down to the annex with a shotgun and end him. The vanguard won't allow it. They see a rogue element they can control. I see a criminal in a place of power. The Praxic Order has been surveilling vanguard activities. Guardians like you are abandoning frontline duties so they can run rampant in the Drifter's Gambit. Every mote of dark they drop in his hands means another moment that the paracausal phenomenon in the Dreaming City is left unchecked. That our enemies in dead zones across the earth push our borders. In the absence of light, even the hellmouth on the moon is stirring. This cannot last. Ontological and genocidal threats aside, 
Gambit encourages the use of darkness to fight darkness and other guardians. Since the city's foundation, the Praxic Order has existed to keep darkness and other banned assets out of the hands of city guardians. Despite our best efforts, pieces like the Red Death, Crimson, and certain weapons of sorrow continue to find their way into city arsenals. But even guardian killers like those are nothing compared to the ideological threat of Gambit. Gambit leads to darkness. And darkness is the hive on the moon, tearing our kind to pieces in the great disaster. The darkness is the Red War, the Tower Fall, when the Cabal silenced the Traveler and killed thousands of the last humans on Earth in a single day. The darkness is the Vex erasing our allies from existence, from memory itself. The darkness is one man, with the power to deal final death in his fist. The darkness was the collapse of the Golden Age. The darkness is peace by annihilation in myriad ways. As a sword of the Praxic Order, it is my duty to seek out those who would consort with or study the darkness as a religious or paracausal entity. Participating in Gambit is problematic, but Guardians will go to where the guns are. If the Order wants to win this, the Drifter must fall. If I can get solid evidence that bastard is causing demonstrable harm, the Praxic Order will descend on him like a second son. I know the Drifter has your ear, but consider this. There's more to being a guardian of the city than power. Ooh. She's like really hammering home about how like Gambit is so dangerous. Mm -hmm. And here I am playing Gambit like derp derp. <laughs> like, yep. <laughs> I'm just like derp derping my way through it well, like and just trying to get you know good rolls on things like not even giving a shit well and, and the thing is this was before her actual investigation like this was before she came to conclusions she just assumed yes because like essentially she's a cop she has to go with her gut it's understandable to a point but you need the evidence in order to, to even say half the shit that she's saying. And it, it felt very preachy. That's something um, I always thought the Praxic Order kind of was, is that they are very preachy. Yeah. They're warlocks who think they're better. Or I won't, I won't think that they're better. They think they're smarter than everyone else. They're, like, they were founded when the last city was founded. They are warlocks that are trying to act as... They're the police. Yeah. Essentially. Like, they're, they're warlocks that are acting as the, the last line of defense for city guardians. Yeah. They're supposed to keep dark artifacts out of guardian hands so the guardians don't get corrupted by them. That's the whole point. Makes me wonder... It's not to prevent corruption and to protect civilians and it's not to protect the city it's to protect other guardians and to keep guardians from becoming corrupted yeah there it's the other side of the coin of shen malfur they're really not any different 
Right. It's just that they are the ones that have the stamp of approval from Ikora. And I guess it, this would have been before Ikora's time. So this would have been Osiris and all of them. Yeah. You're, you're talking early Praxic Order. Yeah. Because, yeah. Uh-huh. Because I was about to say, like, no, this this is happening. No, no, no. But I'm talking about like the Praxic Order in general. Gotcha. This yeah. early, early tower. Because this is they were founded like when the last city was founded, so yeah, you're you're not wrong. So I mean, like they're no different really from Shin Malfur, except they're not going and killing other guardians, as far as we know. But if they are, it's because they're claiming that the guardian is now corrupted because they have a a artifact of darkness. But like, fuck, we have Thorn and Malfeasance. We have all the guard. We have all the artifacts of darkness. Like the thing is, this came out before we got Thorn back. That's true, but we had Thorn before of this, also. Yeah, we've had tons of dark things. Yeah, like Touch of Malice. Yeah, I was just thinking. So I mean, don't give me the Praxic Order is really bad at their job. Because like, literally, what are they doing about like the? I don't know. Us. I wonder if it's. Not that they're they're bad at their job, but it's just there's so much red tape around us specifically. That's true. Because like the Vanguard is literally pointing us at gods and saying, go have at it. Yeah. And at the time of, of the, the Drifter investigation, Ikora calls us one of her closest friends. Yeah. We have full Vanguard support. And, and at that point, like we took, took care of Aldrin Sav. Right. We dealt with Ikora's hate boner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fucking hate boners back. I thought we got rid of that last episode. <laughs> Damn. These things are just there's compounding again and again and again. <laughs> My goodness. Essentially, we've got Vanguard support, you know, at the very least because of Ikora. Right. Zavala will follow the rules, but he also is able to look the other way when we need it to. Right. It's true. He does. Like, he looked the other way during the Forsaken campaign. Right. He could have easily said, no. You know, you are not going. Mm-hmm. Instead, he was just like, you know, I cannot support what you're doing as Vanguard operations, but... You know, I'm not going to forbid you. Right. Exactly. So, yeah, it, it might not be that the Praxicus are, are bad at their job. It's just we specifically have so much red tape around us that they can't touch us. Right. But now that being said, I'm wondering how they're actually dealing with stasis. That's a really good question. Um, but they've like allowed stasis to happen, though. It, the Vanguard has. Yeah. That's what I mean. The Vanguard has. I'm sure that the Praxics don't like that at all. And that'll be something I I look into later. Or if any of our listeners happen to know, send it my way. But in the meantime, would you like to continue on? I would love to. This is Message from Anor 3. Cormorant level encrypted message follows. Audio unavailable. 
The transcript has been bundled alongside the shattered remains of a ghost. This ghost belongs to a renegade guardian, recently deceased in a shootout with praxic elements in the city. His guardian, an equally dead titan, went by another title, Dredgen. This pair were ideological followers of Dredgen Yor. No reason for veterans of the Red War to brush up on late Dark Age history, so in case you haven't heard, Yor was among the first of our kind to kill another with a heretical use of darkness. Even a guardian can't come back from that. All those who used his name in recent history belonged to an outlaw group called the Shadows of Yor. No two of them can agree on Yor's true ideology, but all strive to consort with the darkness for power. According to the testimony of his former fire teams, Drifter was one of them, and might still be. The group hasn't made an appearance in a long time. There are rumors of new dredgens taking up the mantle at the behest of the Drifter. All relatively young guardians. The old Russian cohort, or the Red War. Not the old blood of the original group. You might be one of them or soon could be. Just know that I've confirmed some, perhaps all, of the old blood are back in town. The ghost you hold in your hand belonged to one of them. And I would not be surprised if the renegade who hunts the shadows, the hunter who forged the golden gun itself, was close behind. I don't know why the shadows have returned, but there are possibilities. Bleh. To Drifter's chagrin, I'm sure, it's no secret city guardians are playing with darkness in the form of Gambit. Maybe the shadows want to actively recruit. They've tried and failed in the past to put the use of darkness into guardian arsenals. But the Drifter and the shadows could be at odds. The man is a loner and a cheat, building as many bridges as he burns in the guardian community. He has true allegiance to nothing and no one but himself. It's possible he's gathering Gambit regulars to defend himself from his own kind. For the Dredgens are here to help their ally, the Drifter, with the operation of Gambit or some new unknown goal. I share all this with you hoping for your confidence. The Drifter is not to be trusted. Involve yourself with him and the Dredgens at your own risk. Even if you carry their name, it's not too late to make the right choice. Don't end up like the ghost in your hand. He did not die well. I honestly don't remember what ghost we got, but that aside, she's pointing at the fact that Drifter is just handing out Dredgen like it's candy during Halloween. Yeah. And she's actually looking at that fact and going, this this is playing right into Shin's plan. Like this was exactly Shin's plan was the fact that, you know, Drifter handed out Dredgen and made it seem like either he was still part of the Shadows of Yore or he was trying to draw them out. And Anor is making that first connection. Oh, he's still part of the Shadows of Yore. Why else would he be, you know, telling everybody that they're dredgens? 
I don't know if he's telling us we're all dredgens to confuse him when he comes to kill everybody, because it's like, you can't kill me if everybody's a dredgen. Ooh, ooh. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and... and... Without the ooh, ooh, but you know what I mean. Yeah. (laughs) Well, but like, that was was Shin's whole plan, was... Right. You know, get people to to be tempted with the darkness, make an example out of Dredge and Cull, and then that would get everybody back in line, and anybody who decided to step over that line would be met with force. That was the whole plan. Right. I mean, it's smart. It's a good plan, honestly. Like, I hate it. I don't like shit, and I think he's, you know... We went over why I don't like him last week because he's a weird edge lord, but right, yeah, because I don't like people who make themselves like judge, jury, and executioner all at once. I just think it's like a little ludicrous, like most of Twitter. Most of Twitter, <laughs> Twitter, why are you shit Melfer? But yeah, I, I, Anor is playing right into it. I'm pretty sure. Shin already knew how the Praxic Order was going to react to it. I mean, she's just, is she really that gullible? She doesn't strike me as someone that's gullible, but maybe she is. Well, no, because like Shin's plan was only known to us and it was only after the fact. So, right. And, and it was actually a season after this got released or no, no, no. Actually, part of it was released this like at the end of that season but the fact is like shin's keeping the entire plan close to the chest the only people who know are possibly drifter but not the whole plan and at least tevin gray i mean yeah i i see her investigation and i'm I'm looking at it and i'm like okay so she's one of the masses she was never actually tempted to go dark, but she specifically was watching other people be tempted. Right. Which was Shin's plan. We'll see. We'll see when we get further on to see like how far if she actually falls for it or if it how how much she gets. Yeah. Yep. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Do you want to read the next one? Sure. All right. And that's message from Anor 4. The Drifter's playing you. Gambit Prime isn't a get-rich-quick scheme. It's an experiment. And he's luring all of you from the tower as test rats. Until today, the heads of my order believed the Drifter was attempting to craft a throne world, much like the Scorn Baron Hirax did. Off the death of the Hunter Vanguard. It surprised me, but we found no evidence in or around the city that the Drifters ever actually killed anyone. Though there could be a mass grave aboard that destitute thing he calls a ship. Your excursion today corroborated the stories of multiple guardians still loyal to the Vanguard. The Drifters' hull originates from the clandestine power known only as the Nine. The Warlock Orders have only trivial information on these beings, 
but it would seem the Drifter has been networking beyond forces of light and dark. Before him, the Awoken Queen was their only known associate. As of this moment, I hope I can trust you to keep your eyes open and your reports honest. As one of the Drifter's Gambit Prime candidates, you are among the first Guardians to see what the bastard is doing. You're the Vanguard's eyes and ears in this. I hope you do right by them. It's interesting. She's laying it on a little thick there at the end. Yeah. I mean, is, is this supposed to make me feel things? I, I feel like she's <laughs> trying to like twist the knife in me a little bit. You know? A little bit. Is that how it's reading to you? That's that's at least? how it's reading to me. Okay. It's, it's trying to push us specifically to her side. And we actually get some information in this. We do. According to the city records, like drifters never actually killed anyone. As far as they know. Right. And we got lore proof that the hull that's behind Drifter's ship is actually created by the Nine. Yes, I appreciate that that's actually confirmed in the lore. I think we knew about that in-game. Yep. But it's nice to have it written down as well. Yeah, because you never know when you're going to come back to it two years later. And it's not there anymore or, you know... (laughs) You know, when they decide to take an entire part of the game out and sunset it and put it in the vault. Yep. And then you can't play it anymore and it's gone forever. And so the only thing you have left is the written lore Yep. like this. And so then you're like, man, it was it done by the nine. I don't remember because it doesn't exist anymore in game and it's not anywhere and I can't find it. Exactly. So, you know, it's nice that it's written down. Now you were about to say something. No, I just, um, I think it's really interesting that to me, the Praxic Order feels like part science, like they research these dark weapons as well as try to keep them out of the hands of Guardians. Like that's how it feels to me. But she's very much going off of emotion at this point. Yeah. Like this is, she's getting more desperate as we're reading these. And I am concerned by that. At this point, like Gambit Prime is out, which means we're two seasons past Cade dying. So Cade's been dead a while. Yep. So that's not like an emotion of, oh, my God, Cade just died. So that's not it. Like, (laughs) there's no desperation there. We don't know. And if you really think about it, like, no, yeah, it it was two seasons. Yeah. This, This is Gambit Prime came out the season after Gambit did, I think. Because this was season of the Drifter, wasn't it? Yep. That was the season after. Gambit came out season of the Outlaw. Well, wasn't that? Which was Forsaken. Forsaken, yeah. Yep. And the season of the Forge was afterwards, wasn't it? Yep. Season of the Forge was between <laughs> the two. Yes! That was one of the other things that kind of persuaded me to go with the Drifter was the fact that she was actively like trying to get us on her side and only using emotion. There was no evidence so far in these first four entries, aside from, well, Drifter hasn't actually killed anyone that we know of, and he's handing out the Dredden title. I think the reason why I was going with her so far at this point was that there was no reason to go against the Vanguard. And I was very much like a Vanguard girl. Right. 
because I was like, no, the Vanguard can do no wrong. I'm for the Traveler. Why would I not be? Right. This was when we were still in the mindset of light, good, dark, bad, and not light and dark as a tool. This was a couple of years ago before we had that like swap of that. It's not about it being good and bad. It's about it being useful. And how can you use it? Right. Like stasis is a tool. It's not about being evil. There's no emotion tied to the light. It's like it's how you use the thing. Exactly. It's like you can be an asshole and still use the light. Like it doesn't make you a good person. It like we've seen like you've seen Shin use the light and be very evil. Like right. He thinks he's being good, but he is not. Right. We've seen Shaira do the same thing. I I was about to point that out. Yep. Yeah. Like Shaira is dead set on light good, dark evil. Yeah. But it's not about like goodness and badness. It's about like using a tool. Right. So like her using emotion at me at this point, like with the mindset now and not the mindset I had back then mm-hmm. is way different to me. Because now I'm like, bitch, where where are your footnotes? I need your page. Where are your references? Like, right. Like, show me your work. <laughs> and and that was part of what made my decision for me was the fact that there was no actual evidence. Right. You know, it, it was just, oh, well, I feel this way. And, and this is how I see the drifter. OK, there was no evidence. Mm hmm. So I just I I couldn't go, you know, team quote Vanguard, unquote. Right. Even though it was really team Anor. Right. So yeah, it was just a lot of these these messages from her read that way. And it it's kind of telling of her character. Right. Uh ready to move on. To the next one? Yep. All right. So this is message from Anor 5. Uh, there, just as a aside, there are two parties in the beginning of this. I will be reading for the Warlock and Elemis will be reading for the Titan. Imagine that. Go figure. <laughs> a Warlock reading for a Warlock and a Titan reading for a Titan. What? All right. Type, Vanguard Casualty Report, Parties, 2, One Guardian Type, Class Titan, One Guardian Type, Class Warlock, Associations, Emerald Coast, Cathedral of Scars, Legion's Folly, Kell's Grave, The Drifter, Gambit, Gambit Prime. Audio unavailable. Transcript follows. What do you have? Our site's the only one watching up there. European Dead Zone, Earth. Three Guardian Fatalities. Dreaming City, The Reef, two Guardian Fatalities. Nessus, Unstable Centaur, one Guardian Fatality. Tangled Shore, The Reef, three Guardian Fatalities. I know. You missed. And you ruined my wall. If I wanted to hit you, you'd look like that wall. What happened to stepping on him the second something went wrong? Those guardians knew the risks. We take them every time we raid the outer edges or run a strike. Gambit's the same. These were not thorn incidents. 
In each case, non-Guardian hostiles caught ghosts unprepared. The Crucibles for them as much as us. He doesn't watch those arenas like you do. He's reckless. We need him. It's working. If we lose another Guardian, he's out. Did you forget how many of us died that first night of the war? I buried all the ones I could find before the dawn. How about we stop burying Guardians altogether? Get him in line or I'll kill him and his ghost myself. End transcript. Cormorant encrypted message follows. Audio unavailable. I stole that transcript myself. Thought you should see it. Your friends are dying on the Drifter's Watch. How long before it's you? The Order is in a state of paralysis. Half of us want to restrain the ghosts of the Vanguard and the Drifter all at once, and have them face Praxic justice. But that would shatter the peace in the city, irreparably. Meanwhile, the Shadows of Yore continue to have a presence in the city, and no golden gun in sight to contain them. The man must be busy. It seems the fate of this town rests on your shoulders once again. The choices you make in the coming weeks could affect more lives than any bullet you've ever fired. Consider that. And consider this. The Drifter is polluting minds, driving Guardians away from what he nebulously calls Traveler's Dogma. He's turned a lot of minds onto the idea that darkness is a tool worth using. The city was built on a foundation of fighting the darkness and everything it stands for, the erasure of order, individual empowerment over the common good. The Hive and the Taken live to serve their gods. The Traveler empowers humanity to live. He says otherwise, but the Drifter is not above systems. The armor he's offering you in his so-called reckoning represents a choice in a system of his making. He's just here to disrupt the natural order for personal gain, and he doesn't care who dies for it. The Vanguard is relying on you more than ever. Against the Drifter. Against themselves. You'll know what to do. I have dredgens to hunt. This is more of her just... It's still just so emotionally charged. She's gotten really flippant. Yeah. And dangerous. And Before it was more begging, and now she is threatening. Right. And the thing that really caught my attention was the Order is in a state of paralysis. Half of us want to restrain the ghosts of the Vanguard and the Drifter all at once and have them face praxic justice. So... They want to restrain Ikora and Zavala as well, because they're allowing Gambit. I'm wondering, yeah, if they're allowing, because they're allowing the Drifter and allowing Gambit to continue. But we spoke to Ikora and to Zavala when we were doing this. And I remember that they both said that, you know, we're keeping an eye on the Drifter. We'll see what happens. Yeah. For them, it was a wait and see situation the, the other thing that caught my eye three guardians in the edz two in dreaming city one on nessus three in the tingled shore that's nine guardians that died mm-hmm. 
when you're running militaries of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands, nine is an acceptable loss for training measures. Like, but we're not right. Like, I'm I'm looking at this from a a strategic standpoint. Gambit essentially is a training exercise, just like Crucible. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's kind of that in between for Crucible and and actual Vanguard operations, where you're actually killing enemies, but it's still a training exercise, right? Or at least it's classified that way. And nine guardians perished mm-hmm. on four different locations. And we don't even know what the actual time period is. Because for all we know, that could have been the entire month leading up to, you know, Season of the Drifter. Because, you know, messages one through five were actually leading up to the season release. Right. But yeah, that could have been the entire week leading up to it. That could have been a day. That could have been an entire month. Mm-hmm. There's no time frame given. It's interesting that it said in each case, non-Guardian hostiles caught ghosts unprepared. Yeah, so the ads. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the ads just ganked ghosts and they died. Yep. I'm wondering how often that happens. I always assumed that doing Crucible or Gambit were safe. Like that safety measures were on, but maybe there are no safety measures in Gambit. Well, and even then, like, Dredgen Yor became a guardian menace in the Crucible. Right. Like, he is the reason why we have safety measures. Right. I mean, Shaira almost, like, took somebody out in the Crucible. Right, and that was long after. Yeah, that was at the end of a match. So she like, almost shot a ghost. So like, yeah. There, there might not be all that many safety measures that they can put in place because you're f- like, especially in Gambit, you're fighting live non-Guardian hostiles. You know, you're fighting Taken or the Fallen, Vex, whatever. Yeah, it's just, uh, I never thought about it. Like, I never stopped to really think about it. Yeah. But I really don't like the ending of this, that she's just hunting dredgens. Like, is she killing them? Like, is she final deathing, like, a bunch of guardians? I don't know. What the fuck? I I don't think so, because she's... I, I don't know. Because, like, at this point, I mean, we haven't done anything except play gambit right and she's she's coming off as threatening to us so like i just i don't know i don't know either anyway do you want to read the the next one yep okay and this is message to anor you compose an encrypted message to anor of the praxic order Along with a brief statement of solidarity, the message contains transcripts of your conversations with the Drifter, as well as data packages detailing Drifter's Gambit Prime 
and reckoning operations. Your ghost has also provided specifications for the modified gambit bank you saw while within, aboard, the hull, and included engram prints of the ontological armor you forged at the drifter's instruction. The vanguard and the hidden will want to know that drifter's material resources are expanding in scope. From light and dark to the cold unknown of the impossible world he's found or created within the hall. Ghost's spectral analysis confirms that it's unlike anything you've encountered in the Ascendant Plane. But the readings reminded him of the Third Spire, the trial grounds of the beings known as the Nine. You don't know what the future brings, but you know you will meet it with a clean conscience. It does remind me of the third spire. Because it's almost, yeah, like it was crafted by the nine. Mm-hmm. Well, the third spire was the social space for the trials of the nine. Yep. You got flawless. That's where that was where you went yep. to go collect all your flawless like trials shit um, for people who didn't play trials when it was trials of the nine. <laughs> so when you do reckoning that was where you went to get all of your trials of the nine loot so that was the third spire so you could look it up on youtube you can see the social space the, th- the spire was really cool it had all these like really pretty ribbons coming off of it so it's the same kind of like ribbony shit that you see the 30th anniversary stuff it was very pretty and the same ribbony shit you see in prophecy yeah, yeah, same ribbity shit and prophecy, same like colored sand, like the same kind of colors, like same very bright blue and white. It's all very pretty. I loved Third Spire and there was all these like little gravity cannons that would um, like push you to the next location, like up the Third Spire and then it would drop you down into the very end where you would see Big Head and Big Head is where you got your flawless chest. And that is where Star Horse was. Yep. So, uh, or uh, Horsey. I just call this, I just call it Horsey. <laughs> Horsey is better than, uh, so in Prophecy, where you get your last chest is where you would get your flawless chest in Trials of the Nine. Yep. Same room. Exactly the same room. Yeah, exactly. They just repurposed it. Yeah. Same big head. Big head is still there. It's exactly the same big head. <laughs> Yeah, it's just instead of the hoops they make you jump through in prophecies, literally Horsey has been replaced with a hoop, which I think is hilarious. And um, (laughs) in the third spire, um, essentially each man cannon was activated once you got to a specific tier for rewards. Mm -hmm. And once you got a reward there, like you could just keep going back until you know, you ran out of tokens or the weekend ended. Mm-hmm. You could always go back and turn in more tokens and you could token farm. It was actually really great. It was very rewarding. You can get all of the armor in prophecy now. Yep. So all of like the fisherman looking armor is the armor that you'd get in trials of the nine. A lot of the trials weapons you can get in prophecy. Uh, not all of the good ones, all of the mediocre ones you can get in prophecy. All the good ones they've withheld from you. I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah. Except Darkest Before. Darkest Before is so good. Darkest <laughs> Before is the best one. 
So that's all I have to say. I'm just like obsessed with the fact that they, you know, said third spire. <laughs> that's what I'm like zeroing in on. I'm like, yes, you said the thing. Um. So essentially, this is our first message to Anor, and this is after we actually decide to go team vanguard yep so if we decided to not go team vanguard you could not earn anything else in this book yep you were stuck at the last entry before this because she decided she had dredgens to hunt and you decided you wanted to go be a dredgen yep you're like nope i'm a dredgen now you could not earn any more in this book i'm a dredgen now do do (laughs) yep that was it. So, yeah, you could not, you couldn't earn anything else. It was, it was kind of shitty, actually. Yeah, but that's why you had multiple characters. Yeah, exactly. You know, you take. Essentially, I I made the decision that I wanted to make for my main character, and then for my my second and third characters, I made sure that one of them did the opposite choice, and then the third one, I just didn't give a fuck. Right. Anyway, you want to read the next one? Mm-hmm. I would love to. This is a message from Anor 6. Cormorant level encrypted message follows. Audio unavailable. This is stellar casework. And I'm glad you stayed the course. Having a hero of the Red War go rogue inside with a drifter is not a scenario I wanted to consider. You've provided critical information on the drifter's operation. I need to know who his facilitators in the system are. Someone's providing him with raw materials to build his gear, and I know his accounts with the city don't have the kind of glimmer to pay. Vanguard territory has been flooded with rogues since Gambit became the tower's favorite pastime, so it could be anyone. My ghost made some microphones for you, infused with praxic wards. We've put them through rigorous durability testing. Anything short of the impact point on a Sunbreaker's hammer, and these things will keep recording. Ugh at the Drifter's hovel in the annex and find out who's supplying him. I'm off to the lower boroughs of the city to see if I can head off on one of Drifter's jobs in person. Praxic Flame be with you. Okay, not gonna lie, I actually like that that sign-off. I do too. She's kind of obsessed though. Like she's oh, like she scarily is. obsessed. Yeah, she she's is. like she's a little crazy for me. <laughs> like a little too much crazy. But I do like how <laughs> Was it the uh we need to end him or was it the go bug his place? <laughs> it was the go bug his hovel. I'm like, "Wow, you're really judgy." <laughs> like I too live in a hovel. How dare you? <laughs> yeah, cuz this was the season that he actually moved down into where he is now. Yeah, he used to live behind the. Uh, he used to live in the in the, in the little alleyway. Yeah. Yeah. Well, shit. She had us go bug his place, and actually, I remember that too. You had to plant like three bugs. Yeah, I remember that you had to put them around where he was. Yeah, I do like how it says, you know, anything short of the impact point on a sunbreaker's hammer, and these things will keep recording. Is that their QA? Like they just threw, it must be. Like they just threw a Nova bomb and threw hammers at it. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. Like they threw all their heaviest shit and they're like, 
It's still recorded. We're good. <laughs> Fuck. Like, she's just, I don't know. It's been flooded with rogues since the Gambit became the drifter, since Gambit became the tower's favorite pastime. Flooded with rogues. <laughs> Lol. That's a fancy way of saying everyone's rocking dredgen titles. Everyone's rocking dredgen. It's flooded <laughs> with rogues. <laughs> IT was rocking dredgen and working for her. <laughs> right? <laughs> Bitch, I too am a dredgen. <laughs> I mean, you had to go undercover, right? <laughs> I did, yeah, obviously. <laughs> it was definitely not because I just really liked Gambit. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Praxic Flame be with you, man. That's pretty awesome. I want to put that on my emails at work. <laughs> that's That's the destiny equivalent of may the force be with you. It really is, isn't it? It's so nerdy. God, I bet anyone who gets emails from like the Praxic Order is just like, uh, those guys, <laughs> fuck. Just seriously. Uh, do you want to read the next one? Absolutely. All right. And this is Message from Anor 7. Cormorant level encrypted message follows. Audio unavailable. I got the feed from your ghost. Head to Titan if you're not halfway there already. Drifter and the Spider have worked together on occasion, but it can't benefit Spider to let the Drifter expand his influence in this system. So why help him? I wonder if the Shadows of Yore are involved. Maybe pressure on the Reef at Drifter's benefit? Local hunter dens are reporting renegade incidents across the shore. I haven't been out there since Cade died. Gambit's been generating a lot of paperwork for me. I'll check it out. Renegade incidents, you say? Yep. Oh, jeez. I'm a little sad that you haven't been out there since Cade died. Whenever Cade is mentioned in lore, I get a little sad. Yeah, I, I do too. And like, because it's, it's never... a little bit less now than it used to be, but... Well, and, and it's never because, you know, oh, hey, remember that funny time when Cade was like this? Yeah. No, it's like, oh, so when Cade died, fuck, way to uplift the guy's life, you know? I know. I'm just like, oh, I miss, oh, I miss Cade. I really do. I, I miss his humor. I... Like, I understand why he died off or got killed off. I fully support it. But at the same time, I do miss the humor. I do, too. Everything's so serious. I enjoy the the strikes where he's still there. Right. Yeah, they're fun. Now, like, the serious nature is good. It's just... It's so serious all the time now. If, if it was interjected with a little bit of humor, I think it would be a little more enjoyable. Yeah. And there are anyway, there are those nuggets yeah. with Drifter and Eris. Right. But anyway. Yeah. Anyway, so um head to Titan if you're not halfway there already. Well, jokes on you, Titan's not there. <laughs> so <laughs> it's been vaulted. So good fucking luck finding it. 
It's just a hole of darkness. <laughs> well, now, yeah. Yeah. Back then, it was still a viable destination. I don't remember what we were trying to find on Titan. I don't remember either. Is it the rig? Because we play, we play Gambit on the rig. But I, I think this was part of like, because the the entire Allegiance quest didn't take place in Gambit. I'm trying to remember, like, there was part of one of the old activities on Titan that I'm trying to remember that I feel like was part of this. Maybe that was it. I don't know. Man, I'm like, I'm really struggling to remember. Because it was two years ago. (laughs) Yeah, I don't remember. Head to Titan. Man, this is a cliffhanger and a half for the end of this episode. Right. So, Orchid, do you have any shout outs? <gasps> shout outs to people I played Halo with this week. I had a lot of fun. I played with Sam, and I played with Mike, and I played with Rindle. And I usually play with like Blue and Pens and Juzzy. That's what I call Justin, and it irritates the shit out of him. <laughs> but call him Juzzy now and he can't escape from it so hey Juzzy if any of you guys ever listened to uh, focus fire chat back in the day when it used to be on like years and years ago when Justin was still a host uh, we all call him Juzzy now <laughs> he does not like it oh I bet <laughs> calls me Orky though so <laughs> Juzzy and Orky yeah <laughs> It's become a thing. <laughs> I've been playing a lot of Halo, and um, I've been pl- actually been playing like a fair decent amount of Destiny recently. So I've been playing a lot of games with friends, and it's been fun. That's good. Yeah. Actually, you know what? Shout out to my boss, who's never going to hear this, but uh, she made it so I don't have to work weekends anymore. <laughs> Hell yeah. Except like once in a blue moon. So hell yeah. Hell yeah. Don't have to do environmental work anymore on the weekends. So <laughs> woo. <laughs> I'm really happy about that, which means I don't need to work like 12 days in a row anymore, which is what this weekend is, is the end of 12 days in a row after then working like Jeez. Australian hours and then American hours at the very end of 12 days of work. I'm exhausted. No wonder why. Jeez. My brain is jello right now. <laughs> so if I said like nothing intelligent this entire episode, that's why. I'm tired. Elements, what about you? Uh simple enough. Shout out to uh my brother and shout out to oh. uh my old work buddy John. <gasps> Hi John! They uh Oh and 2K. My my friend <gasps> 2K. Yay! They've all helped me keep my sanity this past week so i'm so glad yeah it's always nice when you're you're not losing your mind yeah <laughs> i mean try to keep it in one place like don't lose it <laughs> right Mm-hmm. so this is the part of the episode we like to give some special thanks the artwork for this episode is courtesy of at volshock b on twitter the music in this episode is copyright bungie we were able to use it under their fair use policy because they love their content creators. The audio for this episode was produced by Rindle Zivas. That's at Rindle Zivas on Twitter. 
And if you'd like to dive into Destiny lore on your own, visit ishtar-collective.net. They are the resource we use to make our show notes. Thank you, Baxter. Thank you, Baxter. And final reminders, you can find us on Twitter at guardians underscore lore, at hey it's orchid, or at I underscore am underscore elemist. You can email us at guardians underscore lore at outlook.com. You can leave a review wherever you find the podcast. And if you do, let us know about it. And you can do that by jumping into our Discord. The invite is down in the episode description, but if you want to type it all out, it's discord.gg slash lorehub. And finally, if you feel like being generous and you want to support the podcast in other ways, like monetary ways, uh, you could go on to ko-fi.com slash guardians underscore lore. Every little bit helps. Thank you so much for your generous donation to our bullshit. Yep. Mm -hmm. So, Orchid, say goodbye. Goodbye. Take care. Otters. Swim fast. They do.